What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1108 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're speaking with Colette. She is a health and mind and body restorer, if you will. She teaches something called Ayurveda, and her struggle is, she has this great business, but her struggle is she doesn't wanna market and come across, come across too salesy. She doesn't wanna overwhelm her audience with just uh, overselling and and you know if 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 you have any care for your audience you likely have felt this before where you don't want to come across as somebody who's just doing it just for the money it's important to make money so that you can help more people and make a living but at the same time how do you balance that versus just the sensitivity of your audience and wanting to help them versus uh, needing to sell to them and and just coming across authentically and so this is what we discussed today. And if this is something that you've ever thought about yourself or if you're going to start a business that you're worried about, well, then make sure you listen in because here is Colette. You can find her at elementshealingandwellbeing.com. Here we go. Hey, Colette, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. Pat, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. So why don't you tell us really quick a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay, uh, my name is Colette. I'm originally from Ireland. I uh, spent some time in the States in the corporate world, needed to hop off the hamster wheel in my late 20s and got into my passion for health and fitness. And now I'm back in Europe and live in France. And I have an online business where I really help people restore and balance in their body and mind and educate them and empower them on how to live in tune with their true nature so that they can connect with their true nature and thrive in life. So what I teach is Ayurveda, which is really like the manual to life that we never received. Ayurveda, that sounds really cool. So how long have you been yeah. doing that for exactly? So I've been doing this full time since about 2014. 2014, awesome. Yeah. And uh, wh where might people go to learn more uh, about you really quick before we get started here? Great. Thank you for that. My website is elementshealingandwellbeing.com. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, that sounds all really exciting. So tell us a little bit about what you might need help with. What's on your mind? So my big issue is marketing. I have a podcast. I have my online products and services. And my big thing is marketing in a way that's authentic to me because I really don't want to overwhelm people or to inundate people with you know, lots of marketing and lots of emails and and so on. And I really have a hard time finding what's the best way for me to market. Gotcha. Tell me what ultimately you're worried about. If you were to worry people, what's the ultimate outcome that you're worried about? That I'm I'm sending out too much newsletters or, you know, if I watch these these launches where you really have to be communicating with people a lot and telling them about your services and sure. your new course coming up and stuff. And I just feel that I don't want to overwhelm people. In a perfect world, how would you get me, like, let's say I'm in your target audience, how would that experience be a great experience for me to get into your products? Like walk me through, number one, how I'm introduced to you, uh, maybe it's the podcast or something else, mm -hmm. and then just kind of take me through my user story and, and how I eventually get into uh, your products and get served by you. 
Sure. Okay. So I do have my weekly podcast called Elements of Ayurveda, and that's a very educational show Mm -hmm. where it's for beginners and advanced students of Ayurveda. So it's all about educating the public on this ancient wisdom, ancient health wisdom. And in my course, I give a lot of calls to action or in my podcast, I should say there's a lot of calls to action. And I also offer a 20 minute free online strategy call. So ideally, a person could contact me through there, ask some questions, you know, being of service, that's a free call. And then from there, I, depending on what they need, then I would recommend, you know, some of my services or products for them. And that's the ideal way for me that they will resonate with my message and on my podcast and that all the information I provide and the education and that they will get a, have a connection, which is where I'm getting my clients now. Mm-hmm. And that they will have a connection with me and feel like, okay, I could work with this person and resonate with them and then get a, you know, a, a free call from there and then progress on. So in Ayurveda, it's kind of a funny business model, like back in the ancient days that the, the Ayurvedic doctor would only get paid if he or she had no patients. So it's like not a continuous business model. It's really about empowering and educating the person to the point that they don't need you anymore. Wow, that's really interesting. So you're incentivized, yeah. uh, if you will, to to truly help people and, and kind of get, mm-hmm. get them off your plate and so you can help others and, and get them off your right. plate too. And, and, and everybody will be in a, in a better status at that point. That's really interesting. So I can see how even just the ancient ways of marketing Ayurveda is something that you'd like to reflect in that you don't want mm-hmm. to uh, be there to just annoy and overwhelm and, 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 and constantly just feel like you're always in, in selling mode uh, versus. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So everything I'm hearing so far is just of service to me, which is which was the first thing I was looking for. Like you, you've not yet. Um, so in this experience, like everything that you're doing and all the decisions that you're making for me are out of service. And I think that's that's really mm-hmm. the first thing I look for. So the podcast is an amazing platform, an amazing way for you to have people get to know you before they even start working with you. And I think having an interim sort of call as the main goal to get on with them, uh, to have them learn about you even more. I mean, that that's a huge offering just to have a free 20 minute sort of consultation or or call with you. How are you, I'm just curious, how are you managing the calls? Are you scheduling those in some tool or device to manage your time? Because that could potentially, especially as the podcast grows, lead to quite a lot of people sort of waiting to, to speak to you. Sure. At first, I kind of changed the description of the call before it was a discovery call, whereas now it's more of a services inquiry call. So it's it's the, the name of it has changed slightly in order to have people know that this is really if you're, you know, now that I've produced enough two years of the podcast, that you should have enough of a feeling about me that you know whether you want to work with me or not. Mm-hmm. And so now it's more of a services inquiry call rather than a discovery call. I had more time for discovery calls before, but now it's more that I really don't have time for people who have questions about, you know, whether they want to work with me and just ask some leading questions about, you know, is this right for them? And so right now I use Acuity for scheduling and right now I have time for them. You know, it's fine right now that it's not causing a problem. Down the line, I may may have to make a decision that if I find that I'm overwhelmed with them, then I may have to cut down my the time and the availability I have for those free calls. And then you came into this call asking for help with marketing 
with what you're doing right now, where are things lacking? Are we not getting enough calls or what's what where's where's the hole that we're trying to fill? Because it doesn't sound like you it sounds like you have a great plan to convert people into students and, and, and clients of yours to serve them. It doesn't sound like you need to add a giant email sort of thing like you were worried about or these other marketing tactics. They might mm-hmm. not be needed. So I'm just curious, where are things in the current system you have sort of lacking, do you feel? Yeah, I would like to convert more people over into my, I have a, like an online cleanse and a daily habits course, self-paced course and so on. And just an in-depth consultation, I would like to be converting more people over. Um, I feel like my my uh, newsletter subscribers are not where they want to be also. I feel like I could have more of those. I send out a weekly newsletter as mm-hmm. well. And um, so I do feel like I could be converting a lot more. Gotcha. The podcast is doing well. It's, um, you know, well in terms of numbers and so on. And I'm getting great reviews. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's two years old. I did my podcasting course with you, Pat. Thank you very much. And um, yeah. And so I feel like it's growing and I don't know if it's just a matter of time that I have to give it more time or is there more I should be doing. But again, I, I struggle with this really being out there so much because this industry of of Ayurveda and that it's more of this, uh, yes, in-service business Mm -hmm. and empowering education clients. So I don't want to be so out there in my marketing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does. Here's what um, I feel with the combination of things you have and the accessibility that you have with your audience already. Here's where I really feel like you can excel. And I think a lot of people have this opportunity. They just don't see it. And mm-hmm. something that's been working well for me is doing just this. So it's pulling out the success stories that you've created already and mm-hmm. using these assets you have, the podcast, maybe even within the conversations that you have with with on your website or even with an email, telling these stories about your students, not about you. It's not mm-hmm. selling. It's just sharing. Here's Jane. She had this problem. And here's where she is now. And she just happened to use my cleansing product. And this is what I would like to offer for you too, if this sounds like you. And Mm -hmm. that, like, I love story marketing because it doesn't feel like marketing because it's not. It's storytelling with, oh my gosh, I am that person. I want those results too. I will do what she did. I'm going to get into uh, Colette's course or into Colette's, you know, cleanse or, or whatever it might be. So where I got inspired to learn more about this was when I interviewed a guy named Stu McLaren. He's uh, the membership sort of guy. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he has a program called Tribes. And I was interviewing him because I was very curious about membership sites versus courses, which I have. And I asked him a lot of questions. And every time I asked a question that was almost kind of like going against membership sites or a big objection I had, um, he had a story from one of his students just ready to counter my objection every single time. And it was funny because when I, when I, uh, like he was a guest speaker at my event FlynnCon and I interviewed him on stage after his talk. And I told him, I was so impressed by how you just remembered all these stories and you have them like in your back pocket. Like, how did you do that? And he's like, Pat, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the secret. I have a spreadsheet behind my computer. And when you were interviewing me, I just found the objection that you had and I looked to the side and said, okay, these are the stories I can tell that counter that objection. And he, so he purposefully pulls these stories out and has them as his marketing tools. And to me, it didn't feel like marketing at all, but he was just helping me understand the objections that I had and how they were false. 
And so I've adopted a lot of this. So when I sell my podcasting course, for example, one of the first things I talk about in my webinar is here are some of the objections that you might have in your head. You might think that you need a large audience to have a successful podcast. Well, meet Phil Lichtenberger, who has this podcast about scanners. He's one of our students, and here's what he did. Here's where he's at now, and he's doing really well. So even in the webinar, I'm telling a story and I'm teaching, but I'm also selling my product at the same time. So you have these platforms already. You can invite a student onto your podcast to, t- to ask them what it was like before, what it was like after. And naturally, your product will come out as a result. You can do the same thing in email. You can do the same thing everywhere. And if you just focus on the success stories and pulling those out and making your audience the hero of the story, not mm-hmm. you, I mean, yeah. it, do- it doesn't feel like selling at all. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that idea. And I recall that you did an episode like that where you brought three or four of your students on to kind of saying like, where are they now? Yeah, and, right? and, it, and it crushed. I mean, I, yeah, I, I and, and I planned that specifically to come out the week that my podcast course was launching. And of course, I interviewed podcasters who took my course and mm-hmm. I didn't ask them to come on my show and go, hey, tell me why my course was awesome. That's That wasn't it. Why did you start a podcast? What were you afraid of? What were you hoping would happen? And then what's life like now? And then I I pulled out very specific types of people in my audience. So I pulled out uh, Dr. B, who is over 60 years old, very, very afraid Mm -hmm. of technology. That represents a lot of my audience who wants to start a podcast, afraid of technology. And she said, oh, my gosh, I did it. You made it so easy, Pat. And, of course, what do people think now? Oh, my gosh, I was afraid of technology, too. But if she can do it, maybe Pat can help me, too. So you're right. That's a very specific example from, from my archive. And I think that you could potentially do the same thing. How does that feel with you in terms of if you were to start, quote, marketing more, but doing it in that way, how would that feel to you? Yeah, I love that. I love it, particularly when what resonates with me is when you say that I'm not in the spotlight, that right. I'm bringing the spotlight more to my clients' journeys. And actually, I did copy that episode <laughs> when you did it because I love the idea. And I remember you saying how much of a success it was for you. Mm-hmm. So I did it last year. And now I actually just I am lining up some people. I do kind of an end of year review. So I'm lining up some clients from different countries and that they can Great. share their experience and stuff. And I think that is the loveliest way to do it. But also you made me think about maybe just dropping in some testimonials, maybe into the podcast, getting approval for using clients' testimonials and things like that, that maybe I can do it in other ways as well. And like you said, in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And 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 if you were to do that on the podcast, for example, like at the end of an episode, where it's like for five minutes, somebody else comes on um, and, and they're telling their story or maybe even you're telling their story. Hey, I want to tell you about, you know, Jane and and she was one of my students. She took this course and I want to tell you about what life was like for her before. And then you could paint that picture for them visually with your words. And then you can talk about what life is like after and you can just go, hey, by the way, if this is a, a course that you're interested in, you know, I'm, I'm offering a, a deal for it right now. And if that resonates with you, awesome. If not, no worries. And that way it's not like like hit them hard until they finally buy, which I'm not in that camp uh, either. I don't I don't like that right. either. So you have those assets already to be able to do that. I think that's great. And I would just lean into that. I mean, maybe you uh, once a quarter invite a number of people onto your podcast who are students of yours. And this also becomes a cool way for your community to know that you're listening to them, you're paying attention mm-hmm. to them. It just people love when somebody who's like them wins because it encourages them but it also shows that you as a leader you're you're paying attention to your people and i i think that Mm -hmm. speaks highly too 
Yeah, I love that idea. And to make it a regular thing, like you said, at the end of a quarter or something that they know, oh, I wonder who's going to be on the podcast this time. Yeah, I like it. How, how are you feeling about like yeah, this direction it, for marketing? Yeah, it makes me feel much better because, you know, I you think there's, there's so much right out there and there's so many ideas and you can get overwhelmed yes, and, and almost, you know, um, just decision paralysis right. on where to go. There's next. so much stuff like, well, let's do Facebook mm-hmm. ads and here's a webinar strategy. You know, okay, well, here's a three day video series thing right. that you could do. And oh my gosh, like I'm just so overwhelmed now. No, let's, let's make your students the hero of the story and mm-hmm. put them, put them everywhere so everybody else can see it. And that's just going to invite new people in. Yeah. I love that. And it's so in line with what I'm teaching and it seems more authentic to this ancient wisdom. So yeah. You have to ask for the sale, though. That's that's the one thing that I think a lot of people who adopt this kind of strategy miss mm-hmm. is 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 you you have to ask. But I think the right. ask becomes a lot easier when you set it up this way. And so don't forget the call to action to to buy and and the fact that that is coming from a place of service. And hopefully, with these stories behind it, it, it could feel like that all around. Yeah, exactly. Yes, adding the call of action in at the end of the the client's testimonial will be great and it'll be a lot easier then. Yes, they're oh. doing the selling for you. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I love that idea. It sounds great. Thanks a million. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Do you mind if we perhaps check in with you down the road to see how it goes, uh, maybe later in, in the year, next year, so we can kind of check up on you and hold you accountable to things? I love it. Yeah, oh, okay. it my pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Pat. Yeah, you're welcome, Clay. Good job. And uh, one more time, where can people go to learn more about you and what you got going on? Oh, thank you. My website is elementshealingandwellbeing.com. And then the podcast is Elements of Ayurveda. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll chat soon. Cheers, Pat. Take care of yourself. All right. I hope you enjoy that coaching call with Colette. Again, you can find her at elementshealingandwellbeing.com. And if you want to look her up and and learn more about what she does, Ayurveda is what it's called. And you can uh, restore that balance in your mind and body elementshealingandwellbeing.com. Thank you so much for being here, Colette, and for being vulnerable and and opening up. And obviously we came to a really amazing opportunity for you to connect deeper with your audience and sell and serve at the same time because that's something you can do, everybody. You can sell and serve at the same time. Thank you so much for listening and I appreciate you. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And as always, just appreciate you. Love you so much. Uh, Make sure you check out FlynnCon if you haven't yet done so. Tickets are going fast. Uh, We're almost sold out. You can check it out, flyncon.com, F-L-Y-N-N-C-O-N.com. Come join me and hundreds of other amazing uh, entrepreneurs who are there to all help each other, including you here in San Diego, uh, July 16 to 18. Tickets are available at flyncon.com. Cheers, thanks so much. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.